What's up, everybody? Mike from Jawasna BLP back here again, bringing you the second part of our long-form no-plan pod with Jordan Aarons. This one is movie-centric. We get deep into the weeds on Marvel. We talk James Bond. We get a little nerdy with it. We talk anything and everything. And what everybody wants to hear us chat about, it is rom-com time. So sit back, enjoy. Thank you for listening. Let's, yeah, let's. I was gonna say let's move to what we were texting about that caused this because <laughs> I, I mean, we we killed an hour and and some change talking about sports, which I didn't think we were gonna be able to do because I thought we can get right into it. But let's get into movies. Let's get like the our bread and butter. I haven't had you on since the Oscars, Bod. That was maybe oh our. Oh my god, third. it's been that long. It's been that long. I think we've had maybe Jeez. three or four pods since then. So it's yeah, been we've we've been kind of we've been on a on a pause recently too. Olivia's getting married, so that's why. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. yeah. Shout out, congrats! I don't know when that wedding is, but uh, a couple weeks, three weeks. Yeah, big time. Big time. I'm, so, I'm I'm done with weddings for a long time. I'm very happy. <laughs> You did have I a string. Had, you had a string of a lot of weddings. I had a, I had a rough patch. And none of them were like close, right? So I had one in Philly in July, so that was close. Okay, okay. Jax was in Denver, Labor Day weekend, so not close at all. And then the most recent one was Maryland, but the hotel was in Delaware, so I was in like a lot of different states in a short period of time. Tri-state area. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had golf outings in between. I had a I had a I had a lot of lot of shit going on. A lot of benders. <laughs> a lot of benders. And not a lot of Bud Light at any of those benders, which sucks. No. And I and I am the first to call you out on that. Oh, you're not the first. <laughs> Trust me. I will try to be the first. <laughs> you were the first instant I'll, I'll give you the, you were the first Instagram comment to call me out. <laughs> but yeah the the denver wedding i didn't see a bud light the entire time i was in colorado makes sense oh, that, okay yeah it's like going to milwaukee and being like where's all the bud light yeah exactly <laughs> well like i'll give them that like cool denver yeah. whatever sure the golf outing i went to the next week they had miller light on draft okay see you oblige <laughs> I wasn't happy about it <laughs> i did that's and a hell of an outing yeah there were they they were serving like drafts out out, like on the course okay it was a keg oh okay 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 i was gonna say damn yeah and then the wedding in maryland the the bride is a michelob ultra fan i was drinking michelob ultra yeah i didn't so i had last weekend which was the weekend i had my the wedding in maryland and then my golf adding the following day Mm -hmm. i had one Bud Light all weekend. Do you feel sick? I didn't feel good. And the only reason I had a Bud Light <laughs> because a uh, very nice lady, Taylor Woods, shout out, she got the last Bud Light at the after party at the wedding and said, if you get a Mick Ultra, I'll trade you this Bud Light. And I got them. I got the last Mick Ultra. We made the trade. I had a Bud Light. So it kind of saved the night. But that was the only Bud Light I had that that weekend. Damn, it wasn't fun. I've kind of shifted. I've I've been drinking Coors a lot lately. I'm not okay. upset about it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. I also haven't drank Bud Light maybe since uh, Daytona. So 
Daytona is a good time to stop. Yeah. Most Daytona is a good time to stop drinking Bud Light. I remember like freshman and sophomore year when we wouldn't drink alcohol legally ever. When people would get Bud Light, it'd be like, whoa. It'd be like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were dealing with now I'm like, natty. honestly, I'd rather drink a natty. <laughs> Natty beast. I don't think I drank a natty in a while. Oh, I don't think I could. I don't think I'd be able to finish natty right now. Mm, Keystone. Remember when Keystone was like nine dollars a case? Yeah, the <laughs> Keith Stone commercials were always on. Keystones, yeah. always smooth. They they dropped real hard. Oh, real hard. Bush. I don't think I've seen a Keystone cool. like Bush Light. Mm, I still drink Bush Light, honestly. If it's there, I'll drink it. There's this one divey bar around here that's like they have like 14 people in there every week for a high state games so that they like bring crock pots and shit in and they have bush light on tap it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this very seedy very like you wouldn't go in there with like your wife or girlfriend or any friend of the other gender bar that has Miller High Life bottles for like a dollar. It's the only time I'll willingly not order a Bud Light because it's like, yeah, it's part of the experience. Like, I'm going to drink the champagne. I don't love High Life though. I don't oh, love High disgusting. Life. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> for a dollar, I'm going to take it. That's fair. That's definitely fair. You remember the 75 cent uh, PBRs at Smashburger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. And the frosted mugs. <laughs> yep. And then um crazy hour bargo. Crazy hour. Crazy hour. Hell yeah. That was wild. Crazy hour was nuts. Oh yeah. my god. Jesus. Wow. We didn't even That's talk not about even around. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we got sidetracked again. Which is what I wanted from this podcast, but I also wanted to talk to <laughs> Um, we, so I went and saw Shang-Chi and yes. it was the first movie I saw in theaters since COVID. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it reminded me because we, yeah, I could drink. So it was, that was cool. Oh. Um, but it was, uh, it was awesome. Like I, I've missed theaters, I missed the smell. I missed the disgustingness, but like acceptable disgustingness. Yes. Yes. It's there's there's nothing like a theater experience with a very large popcorn your feet yeah. sticking to the floor that's you exactly what i was gonna say sat in the, in the seat before you granted they're doing a great job cleaning the theaters in between but it's still still a movie theater mm-hmm. um, i remember when so last september august must have been august i saw tenant and that was my first movie back in theaters and then theater shut down like real quick right after it and i was like the happiest man in the world I was like this is my happy place i'm back movies are here they're coming back tenant was tenant awesome <laughs> and then that was about it for a long time how was the sound in it because i heard a lot of complaints about the sound so it wasn't great but if you've seen Nolan movies before you know he doesn't care about like sound mixing that well like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's gonna do his thing so it's like if you go into it knowing that you have to pay a little bit closer attention to like 
the dialogue and things like that because the sound mixing and the everything else is going to be allowed over it. It's not terrible. It's a lot better consumed at like a home. Yeah. Home watch for sound because you can actually like get it how you want, hear everything, things like that. But yeah, I loved it because I was, um, I watched with a uh, closed caption. Oh yeah. So it's like, it's so hard to not watch a movie without it. So now like when I go back to theater, I have to like adjust, but I thought Shang-Chi did a good job of it. Yeah. And uh, we texted briefly about Shang-Chi before we put a pin in it to start this podcast an hour <laughs> into it. Um, I, I thought Shang-Chi is a great jumping off point for Marvel going forward after Endgame. Because if you really think about it, so the first movie after Endgame is Black Widow, which that movie's not going anywhere. Yeah, still haven't seen it. It's it, it's okay, but you know how it ends. Like it's not it's not. It, granted, it brings the story forward a little bit, but like only to a certain extent of the greater universe. Okay, like, take your word for it. Yeah. So also, spoiler alert: I, we're gonna get into everything about everything. Like I don't want to tiptoe or anything so if you haven't seen any of the things we're, we're going to talk about uh, Shang Chi, you're telling me i was like well no. I don't, I don't <laughs> so if, we're not, if we're not gonna get if you haven't seen shang chi like loki anything like that in the past like marvel life i won't spoil anything black widow because what you know you haven't seen it but like this isn't for you so but Shang-Chi, i, I kind of want to know the black tell me the black widow spoiler it the only spoiler is just uh it's pretty obvious it's the Elena character sticks around. So like the Florence Pugh. Oh, ooh, I'm ooh, okay. All right. So she I don't think anyone's upset about that. No. No. <laughs> not at all. Love that. It was great. <laughs> um, so she's she's gonna be in the MCU going forward. That's 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 a okay. brief as vague spoiler as I can give. But okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think Shang-Chi was great visually. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes were phenomenal. Arguably the best since amazing. Maybe civil, uh, not Civil War, Winter Soldier. Uh, probably, yeah. In Civil and War, I, Civil War is pretty good. Yeah, I, I'd I'd arguably put Shang Chi ahead of Winter Soldier and Civil War. I think and, it was the best, the best of all of them. Literally, best of all Marvel action like fight scenes. Yeah, I agree because I I I thought they did a very good job of like taking that like old school like kung fu like Bruce Lee yeah. type thing, mixing it into like modern day type stuff, and mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. finding that perfect mix of that with Marvel powers, superpowers, things like that, and making it work. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, I totally agree. It um they kind of the slower parts kind of remind me of um uh the the thing in ant-man you know when um who's his sidekick uh oh, like, wow. shit it's, it's in like michael pena michael pena yes 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 when, when he would like when he they would like Wait, slow yeah. down the thing and he would just like talk really fast and like explain yep. scenes that yep, like yep. that kind of like style is what i thought of and i was like this is great like it's like slow enough for me to understand but it's like going quickly and like action that it was like very entertaining still 
Yeah, and I we both commented on this, but Simu Liu is a fucking star in the making for the MCU. Like he is going to be. The, I think he should be their breadwinner going forward. Personally, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought the chemistry that he had with Aquafina was amazing, and I give them so much credit because they didn't force that romantic connection between them. They didn't force it. It was kind of there, but it wasn't explicitly there. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could kind of see it, but they didn't shove it down your throat like with Thor and Jane or Tony and Pepper or you know any of those like yeah. Scott and Hope Van Dyne like and Ant Man. It was it was there, mm-hmm. but it was like it's not a, a driving force of the plot or the storylines or anything like that with the characters. Sure, sure, sure. And I like too how she wasn't like. She was like a kind of like a partner sidekick kind of thing, but like it wasn't like Jane where she like inherited the suit and like became that, or like Pepper got the suit and became this. yes, or like any of those like Jane. Well, Jane doesn't really even do anything, but like they didn't just automatically become like a superhero by association kind of thing. She was just kind of there because she's like involved. Yeah, and I think they did, the writers did a very good job of balancing her as, like, the comic relief with, like, mm-hmm. an actual, like, hard storyline partner for the main character to drive the story forward. So, right. like, he was, right. their interactions were hilarious and great, mm-hmm. but she also was able to turn that, like, turn that page and be like, okay, cool, serious time. Right. Boom, story goes on. Right, right, right. And, um, and I think, I mean, Aquafina is probably one of the most underrated actresses in Hollywood. I maybe. loved her in, in um, she was in uh, The Farewell. The long, yes, yes. The long, yeah. the last farewell. So whatever, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. She was great in that. She was phenomenal. And um, she was in uh, Crazy Rich Agents. Yes. And she was hilarious in that too. Yeah. So she, she has a lot of range, which like, I don't think a lot of like lay people know about which no. I would also say is the same thing with like, this is very off topic, but Melissa McCarthy with, I don't know if you've seen, I think you should leave. I hate her. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like her. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, she's not one of my favorites, but I think she is able to balance that like dramatic. That's fair. Also go full into comedy. That's fair. That's fair. Totally I, based I, I don't dramatic role. <laughs> she has not I, I can't stand her. She is for me. She's the, the number one no go for any movie. I can't stand like her. Man, I'm just like I'm literally not gonna watch it. I can't stand her. I can't stand Tiffany Haddish, and I can't stand Kate McKinnon. Mm. I don't think any of them are funny. Kate McKinnon's grown on me because of some of the Saturday Night Live stuff I've seen that she's done. But I agreed with Tiffany Haddish too. Weren't Tiffany and Hash and Melissa McCarthy in a movie together? I'm sure they were. I know it sounds like the worst movie of all time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, agreed. I wouldn't. I, those are all no goes for me. Um, but getting back to Shang Chi, I think <laughs> that it also really sets up the MCU going forward. Which I was kind of concerned. I'm not concerned. I was no, I, no. You could say it. You could say it. You could say concerned it. I was hesitant too. where they were going from Endgame. Yes forward because mm-hmm. i mean and that's what made it good though because people were all hesitant of this movie in general because yeah. it wasn't released on disney plus to watch it at home you had to actually go to the theaters 
it was like a no-name basically actor who was on like a Netflix sitcom and was like a stock photo model before this. Literally tweeted at Marvel like, hey, you guys want to talk about Shang-Chi? And then got the fucking role. Like, <laughs> like craziness. Yeah, nuts. So it's rightfully so to be concerned. I agree. And so I say concerned, but also kind of the concerns kind of faded because of what they've done with the Disney Plus shows. Because yeah. so I have you seen like I'm assuming you've seen like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, everything. Yes. So before we get it, what I mean rank it rank your top. Rank them from top rank to bottom. My top. Ooh. Um from and I want to go bottom to top. Okay. Good. Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, okay. Loki, WandaVision. Okay. So I'd actually go. So my top is Loki. I think that was phenomenal in every aspect. Because okay. I like I again with Shang-Chi, I had no idea where they were going with it. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd go Falcon Winter Soldier and then WandaVision. But the difference you is you like so, WandaVision the least. No, so like the difference is so minute between all three that like I they are so interchangeable. Mm. It's like um because so my favorite MCU movie is uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier because I love those like spy Russian through, mm, like those kinds of movies. Okay. And okay, I okay. thought that explains Falcon Winter Soldier was like that buddy cop, like globe trotting, like spy thriller, like everything like that. So I love that aspect of it, but I can see why some people aren't as high on it. It's Anthony Mackie for me. Really. He's such a bad actor. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to expand on that. I'm gonna need you to expand. Okay. okay. So you think okay. he's a bad actor? He's I need I need some explanation. Every time, every time he talks, it's like it, he reminds me of the dude who does the 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 president from Twenty Four who does the like all state commercials. Oh, Dennis! Like Haysburg? everything, yeah, everything is so serious, and he just has to like have such a stone cold face because I am now Captain America, and it's like, dude, we get it, and I don't know if it's like they're they are like forcing him to be this role because he has to like basically be captain america and like he has to be like noble and like honorable and blah 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 but it's like just relax like steve rogers never acted like that he he would make jokes even though they weren't really that funny he was like a dad but like this like i don't know this like high horse role he has to play and then like bucky just is there (laughs) it's just like he just would like come in, get angry, kick someone's ass, dream of his girlfriend, and then it was just like Anthony Mackie being dramatic about everything. It was like I I I hated the premise of that show after Wyatt Russell was like got his ass kicked as Captain America. I was like, this is really good. Like if they go through like a couple episodes of him like being this like scumbag Captain America and like turns into some sort of villain, that'd be amazing. That'd be such great writing. But he just like 
didn't. <laughs> so I don't know how like in balls deep you are in like the comic lore of everything with like that whole storyline. But... I am and I'm not. Like it... okay. So in the comics, Steve does the same thing. Like he gets the serums fails him and he gets old and he retires. And he's like, mm. I want he wanted originally he wanted Bucky to be Captain America. But Bucky was like, I am not fully like I haven't made peace with the shit that I de- dealt with to be Captain America. So no. And Sam was like, right. I don't want it. Like I'm not worthy at all. So right. they did the same thing. They turned it over to the government. John Walker becomes Captain America, then becomes U.S. agent, turns bad, ends up being a villain in the comics. And then Sam takes over the role of Captain America to, you know, do everything. And then Bucky makes peace with everything. And then he becomes Captain America. So there's like there, the, the writing of the show touches on a little bit of those things. So it's mm-hmm. like it kind of if you're as balls deep as I am in it, like you can see like the breadcrumbs of it is like, oh, they, you know, Bucky should have been Captain America. He's still dealing with his dark past. Da, 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 da. Sam's there. He needs to be the white knight against Wyatt Russell's character. Figure it out. Things like that. But so I'm so you didn't like like Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan's like rapport like back and forth. Not at all. Not really? at all. I would the the two things I was the most hyped about in that show were Wyatt Russell because I just I love him. He's great. He's been a lot more things. He, he's so talented so talented yeah he honestly if it wasn't chris pratt as star lord he would have been my next choice because he would have been i think he'd have been great at star lord i so i will i kind of wish he wasn't you uh john walker and he was uh adam warlock in the guardians series i don't know like uh, okay. i think he would have okay. been a good, i think he would have been a good perfect kind of character for that but yeah anyway. Or like, or like the new Human Torch, or like, yeah, I think the new Human Torch would he would have been pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I, agree. I but. And then the second thing was that um, um, George Saint Pierre was in like the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, and then he came back in the finale, and it was kind of like yeah, yeah. Okay, that part, yeah, that was the whole like those mutant thing premise was just weird to me i think they should have gotten a different villain in that well so i don't know if you also saw this report but the show was originally written to be about sam and bucky trying to stop a global pandemic virus from being weaponized and that was written before covid yes and then like (laughs) I haven't seen that. That's awkward as fuck. And then they were like, can't really do that right now. So we kind of pivot a little bit. So that's funny. I did not know that. That's that's kind of why it makes a lot of sense now. The writing gets a little clunky (laughs) towards the end because that Paris group was supposed to weaponize a virus. And and then they're like, maybe not. Makes sense. Maybe not. (laughs) So yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I did, that's I did not the, know that. Yeah, the finale feels a little rushed and like chunky and yeah, not yes. great. And I, I think, yeah, I, I think the second half of the season suffers from that. So yeah, agreed, agreed. And that's kind of where it like dropped off for me. That I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have put it up as like 2A, 2B with low key if that were the case. Yeah. So let's. Anthony Mackie for me just made a lot of it not good for you. That's interesting. And I think it was because I wasn't used to him in that role because you never really see him in the other like Marvel movies. Yeah. it, It was kind of being thrust into a main starring role and then like you have to deal with it and he, he like tries to be funny and he tries to be like lighthearted while still being like super serious and it's, it's like dude you're not i don't know if it's the acting or if it's like the role or itself i just i don't know yeah do it. yeah it's, it's it's definitely tough to be like very a very very tertiary character in the greater yes. marvel cinematic universe yes and then, and then be the guy like that <laughs> oh you're now captain america yeah it's kind of it's a lot, it's a lot. and i think i would have loved it a lot if they wouldn't have so like i liked the show it was good it wasn't my favorite but if they would have never done it and they would have ended the way they did in endgame where it was like oh we know he's gonna be like captain america like when steve comes back or whatever from the past or the future or whatever yeah. and he like gives him the shield and it's like oh yeah we know that's gonna happen. I think that would have been enough closure for me. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I I agree with that. Um, but he's gonna be Captain America four, so that that's already green. It was greenlit the day of the finale coming out, and I saw the post about it before I saw the <laughs> finale of it. And I'm like, oh well, this is fucking sick. So I already know how this fucking ends. I mean, come on, if you didn't know how that was going to end. Oh, no, I knew, but, like, the post had, like, him in the suit, and I'm like, oh, cool. So there's the biggest deal going. Loki was... Go ahead. Loki was tough for me because I struggle with not accepting, but just, like, making peace with time travel. It's such an easy cop-out. Yes. A, a, A plot device yes it very much is for for endgame it makes a lot of sense because there is like one objective they're all trying to do the same thing like stop thanos yada 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 but then and then it's like it gives a loop where he's able to like intertwine that and kind of come back and and everything goes to shit yes it's it's very much as finite as you can be in time travel Mm -hmm. whereas with loki it was like what the fuck I'm like, there are no rules now for them writing. Like, they literally can write whatever they want. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, that's not, that's not, I don't know. So I I agree with you. It, it, I, so I'll say, I think Endgame closed the loop on time travel as well as a movie as I've seen in a long time. Like, opened it up and it was like, oh, all these things can happen, da, 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 da. And then you think everything goes well, and then everything comes back to bite you in the ass, and then it just yes. closes up. Like the so, butterfly like, effect version. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but with your point of, like, now that they can write whatever they want, and nobody's yeah. really dead, and he's like, that's how the comics are. It's like, like, if you really think of, like, how, like, the Marvel comics are written, it's like, they could do whatever the fuck they want. So it's kind of like they're just, they did everything they could with the first phase. It was super successful. Everything crushed, like biggest yeah. movie of all time, 20 movies, da, 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 da. Now they're like, fuck, what now? 
Let's just open shit up. And so I, I agree. I don't like the time travel aspect of movies, shows as like a main plot device because it's just, it's lazy writing. Let's, let's yeah. be real. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, oh, we're going to go back to this time, figure it out, fix it, come back, boom, go back again. Da-da-da. But the thing that saved Loki for me were the last two episodes. So the obviously the one with Jonathan Majors as he, he who remains, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I liked him as that. So great. Like, yeah. and you, if you followed like the posts and conspiracy theories you knew he was coming but still mm-hmm. like his his um his portrayal of that character was so great it was like um the lights camera barstool guys said it was like a more freaky gene wilder willy wonka type guy who was like omnipresent and super powerful yeah like that like that like, I like that um but so, and then also like the last, the second last episode where they kind of like tied everything together after, spoiler alert, Loki gets stabbed and dies and goes to that like abyss wasteland. The upside meets, down. Yeah, where he meets all of the other Lokis, which I thought that all of those scenes were absolutely ridiculous, but also hilarious. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um. <laughs> But I also think the last episode where, like, they did, like, the branches of time and, like, how if they killed him, everything goes mm-hmm. to shit. And then apparently that's also supposed to be taking place concurrently with Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you remember in the Loki finale, there's, like, that time where Loki and... Sylvia like arguing and then Jonathan Majors like kind of turns and he's like feeling something he's like oh shit like what and then he's like and now everything's open so he that's like that is happening at the same time she becomes Scarlet Witch and everything kind of blows wide open in WandaVision okay so that's like how it kind of adds up with like the greater Marvel Universe where she's like now omnipowerful crazy can do whatever she wants takes the dark hold and is doing everything and then he's like okay kill me like let's start this shit and become multiversal world and sh- world and shit like that so that's where it kind of saved me because i obviously am a huge nerd about that and i read up on it a lot afterwards <laughs> but i'm interested to see like your act like what brought wandavision so much ahead of loki for you so, one, I think it was because it was the first one. So it was like, I, I, and to your point of like, you were saying like, there's kind of like no real time, like linear fashion in the comic books. And I think that's what makes the comic books more kind of unique and like why people get upset about some of these movies too, is because they could be standalone basically. Yeah. But like a lot of these Marvel Universe movies aren't standalone because they have like some sort of underlying like storyline that continues. And I think that's kind of a flaw, but they're like greatest success too. Yeah. Because now like they're forever like in a certain order Mm -hmm. when like comic books, yeah, they're numbered, but it's not like the 
like progression of it is always the same you know what i mean yeah i agree um but that was kind of like for one division for me because i i didn't know they were going to make all these other shows so i was like oh this is sick like they're just doing this because she didn't really have her own like movie or whatever mm-hmm. so i figured they'd do like a black widow and you'd be like oh she just because she didn't have a movie blah 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 and then like loki didn't have a movie blah 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 but i didn't think they would like almost continue the universe basically by doing this which is sweet because i thought that it still had like the element of time but you could tell where it fit in in the universe with wanda but like i don't think loki and like obviously like winter soldier happened after everything but it you felt more intertwined with that than i felt with loki at least for sure See, and that's that's interesting that you say that because I agree with like your thought process on that and how like it kind of rolled into everything and everything mm-hmm. fit. Because mm-hmm. WandaVision was actually supposed to be like the fifth thing dropped on Disney Plus. It wasn't supposed to be the first thing. So what else was then? Like it were was, these other two was supposed to be before that? It was supposed to be Black Widow first, like immediately following on game. Okay. Then I believe it was next supposed to be Loki because Loki literally picks up right after Endgame where he picks up the Tesseract. Mm. And then it was going to be Falcon Winter Soldier. And then I think Shang-Chi and then WandaVision. Wow. So what changed all that? COVID. So So COVID put everything else on delay. They had So they had more of WandaVision shot and completed. And they didn't mm. want to do, they didn't know what they were going to do with movies. So they're like, we need to get something out, like a show, one of our Disney Plus shows that's the most complete. WandaVision was that one. So they were like, you know, let's shuffle everything up. WandaVision will be first, and then Falcon Winter Soldier, and then go from there and figure out the movies as they come. So that that that's why it's interesting that you thought that like WandaVision picked up kind of and you felt intertwined with it as it rolled when it really yeah, it is weird isn't it's it's i believe it takes place like seven months after the events of endgame whereas loki yeah. is right there and falcon winter soldier i think is like two three months after endgame so it, it, yeah something like that so that that thought process to me is very interesting that that's why wandavision mm-hmm. kind of sticks out for it i thought wandavision was phenomenal like i said it's really 1a 1b 1c for me with all three of them and then what if is kind of below hand because I don't really yeah it's I think I haven't even seen it because I'm like eh. it's good it's 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 very good very very entertaining it's just it's a 30 minute cartoon show and I feel like they're building so much into it and then it just stops and I'm like cool but I wanted to see the end (laughs) and then they just go to another story and I'm like well what about that one (laughs) let's finish that one (laughs) Why why wasn't Black Widow released earlier than like like in the sequence of the movies? Because they didn't think that it was gonna like they didn't actually think it was gonna work out. Like they didn't think it was gonna be profitable. They weren't sure it was gonna draw a crowd. And then and there was such an outcry for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because of the timing of everything. Yeah. And then, like, as the things happened, there was such an outcry for Scarlet to get her own movie. They were like, okay, we now we kind of have to. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. 
like the how the timeline of things is supposed to be like so set for Marvel, and then everything got thrown to shit with COVID, and now everything's all over the place. And yeah, I don't know. It, that's what's kind of scares me moving forward because I don't want them to do like like I'd rather them just release the movies in theaters, and like I'm gonna bitch about having to go see it, but like I don't want it to be like a half and half with like Disney Plus, and then yeah kind of thing or like if they're going to just release them just release them all on disney plus don't put them in theaters but like yeah i agree i don't think the doing half and half thing is feasible for anybody like obviously a big hit went to black widow on it because scotch vance is suing disney for it (laughs) yeah that's wild that's not gonna go over well crazy that's crazy (laughs) i don't i don't know if you know this but disney doesn't really lose lawsuits very frequently but yeah um but i think eternals is going to be theater only i know that, for a fact spider-man is so i'm i want to be more excited for the eternals but i also don't know as much of the story as i should see i don't know much about them at all from the comics either but i think the end like the end credit teaser for 10 rings or Shang-Chi is going to tie mm. directly into Eternals. And I just think that okay. that kind of like storyline of like these basically cousins of Thanos have been all over Earth for so long and like just not doing anything. And now all of yeah. a sudden they're back. I think that's very interesting to see like that kind of also weird aspect of Marvel coming true. Because now Marvel's just got to fucking go for it with the weirdness. Like they, yes. they have yes. to throw shit against the wall and figure it out like Eternals is going to be different Doctor Strange 2 is a straight up horror movie apparently which I'm very interested in I mean Sam Raimi's directing it so like I didn't know that yeah Yeah, so it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Wanda is the second leading character in it oh my god that's going to be so good Yep, and oh my apparently Spider Man is also going to play into that because it goes Spider Man, yeah. No Way Home, and He's then in... Doctor Strange. Right, so, right. So, I, I'm I think yeah. that's the movie I'm most excited for coming out, like Doctor Strange too, because I'm a huge horror movie guy. So, like, if Marvel can nail a horror movie, then they can't do they can do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, the only if, thing left is a rom com. Take... I mean, Paul Rudd. <laughs> The next Ant-Man movie. <laughs> but that's going to have uh, Jonathan um, as Kang the Conqueror in the next Ant-Man as the next big villain. So he's going to play two villains? So the guy that you saw in Loki is a variant of Kang who is a million times more powerful and terrifying than Thanos. That's, see, that's the shit I hate. So, yeah. And it, so if you remember the end scene in Loki where he comes back to the TVA and he sees the and statue of yeah. He Who Remains, that's not He Who Remains, that's Kang the Conqueror because after Sylvie kills him, that opens the door for Kang the Conqueror to become the most powerful variant of him and take over everything. Okay, okay. Now I'm there. Now I'm there. Yep. So because I wasn't it, wrong when I said they're going to tie it into the movies then. 
Yes, yes. So now, so literally, the shows are going to bleed into the movies, and the movies are going to bleed into the shows. And I'm here for that. And I'm here awesome. for it because I don't think there's any other studio, cinematic universe, series, of movies no. that can handle that. Like absolutely Marvel. not, absolutely not. I mean, look at what DC is doing. They've got those CW shows, which are they have to remake. They have to remake their movies, <laughs> right? But I'd say I'd say their CW shows are probably their best product that they put out like arrow is very good flash is good yeah okay but they're separate universes from the movies so like they they can't intermingle it which sucks so it's Mm -hmm. like marvel's doing it now with three shows and two movies i can only imagine what they're going to continue to do going forward yeah i it's I'm it's, nervous, it's exciting but terrifying. But it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like there's so many easy ways to write it and there's so many ways to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I also think so Venom 2 comes out next Friday. That looks so good too. So, so good. How there's is that no... how is that gonna get tied in? So I mean it it's gotta be something with no way home because obviously everything is wide open in no way home because you've got alfred molina back stock ock you've got willem defoe as green goblin jamie fox is back as electro apparently the lizard is back at from amazing spider-man didn't need that but i but sure um i so i think and uh Tom Hardy has said, yes, him and me and Tom Holland are going to be fighting very soon on in theaters. So would it be the third Venom movie, maybe? Yeah, so I think, and this is a very general, like, out there thought, that Venom 2, like, the Venom movies take place in the universe of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So, Amazing Spider-Man. Like that shit. I don't love that. I don't love that. And I think this end scene stinger of Venom 2 is going to be Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock running into Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, and then everything opening up and going to shit. And then you go into No Way Home. And then it just blows up. Because if you also remember, if you also remember, uh, there's that Morbius movie with Jared Leto coming out which is yes. part of the Sony, Sony Spider-Man yeah. character universe. And right. in the trailer, they showed him walking past a poster of Spider-Man, which was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. If you notice the suit. But it says murder on it, which is tied back to Tom Holland for killing Mysterio. And he walks by Michael Keaton's vulture. Mm. So they're absolutely laying the groundwork. Wow. Wow. Okay. But my biggest concern is that <laughs> Tom Holland is now just going to do this last No Way Home movie. And not do any more Spider-Man. No, and then just be tied to the Venom Sony Spider-Man stuff and be done with Marvel. Um, I could see that because I don't see them making a fourth Spider-Man, whereas they would just make a third Venom. Right. 
But the opportunity that that, that that opens is you bring in Miles Morales for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then you can continue the Spider-Man stuff. So it, there's so many. <gasps> That's yeah. what I hate. That's what I hate, though. It's like. It's not straightforward. There's so many little twists and turns and possible things that can happen. And but that's ugh, that's what's so frustrating because there's no like continuity, but there's like there is. Yeah, it's it, it's continuity if you're a diehard and you look deep enough. I, I so, guess. So I also I need to to ask some degree, this. yeah. With Wandavision, were you one of the ones that was like? big on the theories for every episode like oh mephisto's coming like you like this aerospace engineer was reed richards like fantastic force coming in or were you just kind of like eh whatever um no i was more or less excited about how each episode was like a new theme thank you that's how i was and that's why i love the show so much there were so many people that were like you didn't get that big reveal of Mephisto or you didn't get that big reveal of whatever. And they detriment the show for it, but it's like, yeah. Why are you expecting that? Like there's nothing because, showing yeah. you that's happening. Everyone wants to be the like end credit scene spoiler. That's why. Yeah. And it's like, I don't get me wrong. I love a good end credit scene, but yeah. like, it's, it's like how it goes about like the, the trailer for Morbius, like you're talking about, like those things, like those are great and all, but it's like I want to know the big, like thing of like how it all got there, kind of. And that's yeah. what I thought was awesome about um, WandaVision because each one was like a new episode, but it was like, oh my god, I remember like watching shows like this. Yeah. And then it's like the different themes they have and like how much she actually had to like act rather than just like play a superhero yeah she was literally a different character every single show her and paul yeah. bettany did some of the yeah. greatest acting performances i've seen in a long time yeah yeah and like they, they spanned like 40 decades or four decades of like yeah, different I mean, acting <laughs> dick van dyke to modern family yeah like that's talent i don't, I don't know yeah i don't know how much better you can get <laughs> no but did you also see the shit where they changed the post-credit scenes to WandaVision? No. So, uh, like, uh, so a couple months after WandaVision ended, you know, like the post-credit scene where she's in the mountains and like doing the dark hold stuff and like, we're, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's apparently on the zoom in shot, there's a shadow of a figure floating down to like come talk to her. And it's supposed to be Dr. Strange, which is supposed to set up Dr. Strange too. They threw that in there a couple months after that. Where the hell do people find the time to rewatch things? It's for exhausting. Them to like notice them changing. It's exhausting. Like somebody had to, had to finish WandaVision, go back and watch it and be looking for something different yeah and notice a little shadow on a mountain floating down and like what the oh fuck that's so stupid who would notice that less <laughs> lives than you and me my man oh my god i don't think so like the the movies themselves i've rewatched several times because i'm just like oh yeah. they're on or it's like oh i'm going to sleep like turn something on yeah but like uh, the show, maybe I would rewatch it, but I wouldn't do it for like study. Like it's not film. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I'll be able to rewatch 
the shows. I don't think I could like sit down and be like, oh, like yeah. like I rewatched like The Office or like right, Entourage right. or something like that. I'm not gonna sit down and rewatch Wandavision. I need to burn ten hours of my life. I'm not gonna spend it with Wandavision again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like the Hawkeye show that's coming out in December looks good. I like that. I I think Jeremy Renner should have had a bigger role than Hawkeye. And I don't know where because he plays it so well, but I think in the movies he was drastically underutilized. And I agree. I, and I fear in this show they will try to make up for that because they know he's like much bigger of a star than he was in that. I like guess the same thing with Scarlett Johansson. Like she arguably could have been the biggest star in this whole cast. Yeah. Like just from like a career standpoint. Mm-hmm. But she played she played a borderline secondary tertiary character yeah the thing that doesn't worry me about them hamming up the jeremy renner thing is that they're setting up his replacement as hawkeye with kate bishop who's going to be a Haley steinfield who i love Mm -hmm. yeah she's great she's great so i think that's gonna it's it takes place around Christmas, so it kind of, like the trailer gave me like Die Hard and Home Alone Two, Lost in New York vibes. Oh which, like, hell yeah, <laughs> which I love. So like, I, I that's is he gonna be exciting. like? Is he gonna be like Ronan then at that point? No. So if you haven't seen the trailer, it's like I haven't. God, I feel so behind. So somebody starts. <laughs> so he's living like his life with his family in New York, like being happy, dad, things like that. Sure. And then. Somebody starts dressing up as Ronan again, going around fighting crime, beating people up, things like that. So it starts to be like, oh, Ronan's back, oh. which is Clint Barton, and he has to figure it out. Gotcha. And that's okay. where it takes off. So I'll let you watch the trailer and enjoy it yourself because it's, yeah. it's a great trailer. It's called but, Hawkeye? Yeah. That, that comes out okay. in November, I believe. So who else is like up for a show then? Uh, what other show? Uh, they're doing a She-Hulk show. Who's playing that? Ah, uh, they announced it. I forget. They're doing a after the second Captain Marvel. They're doing a Miss Marvel show. I am so okay. Besides time travel, she is the biggest cop out writing too, as well. Oh, huge, huge! She's just been out there in space doing her thing since the nineties. Yeah. 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 She's like, I got bigger things to deal with. And it's like, like what? <laughs> Which apparently like, the second Captain Marvel is going to get into that, but I don't think it's going to add up to a much. It can't be like, it, it's not bigger than Thanos. Thanos had like 12 movies just about him. Yeah. Like what, what could she possibly be doing elsewhere that she shows up for 20 minutes of one movie to fight him <laughs> almost fails Almost fails. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> She's supposed to be like at, like the most powerful person in the world, be able to beat him by by herself, and then like all of a sudden they're like, "Nah, you're good." Yeah, it's like, oh, you know what? Dust yourself off. We got it. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't. It, but I like. Yeah. I really liked that movie. But I was like, once it was they, just like, nostalgia. Kind of, that movie was just yeah. nostalgia, and that's fair, that's fair. that's what made it good. Yeah. Then they transcend her, and I'm like, this is fucking dumb. And now yeah. she's in, like, every post credit scene, like, oh, gotta leave. 
get out yeah. of here yeah they were like they were like oh shit we forgot about this super powerful co- character and we need to now yes. add her to the mcu and figure <laughs> it out that's exactly it but the second one's supposed to be brie larson as captain marvel uh monica rambeau from wandavision as like mm. with her powers yeah and then miss marvel who becomes like the second captain marvel but like as she gets really stretchy she's the first indian hero so that's interesting she's stretchy she can like get really big and like her arms like expand but she has all the powers of captain marvel it's really interesting so she's like elastic girl but captain marvel yeah it's interesting um but Outside of Marvel movies coming out forward, yeah. what movie are you most like? Oh my god! Because when when I first had you on the podcast to talk movies, we yeah. talked about movies that we were looking forward to see, and we both mentioned a certain movie that's coming out very soon, and I'm very interested to see if you're still interested to see it. Um, coming out very soon, uh, the French Dispatch. That was uh, that was also mentioned, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, no time to die. Yes. Yeah, I. I mean, the 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 five movies I can think of that would be coming out anytime soon that I'm excited about would be No Time to Die, um, uh, The French Dispatch, The Eternals, um, and then like next year would be. Um, like Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And I, I, even, I, I don't even remember the other ones that I told you, did I? Did I, I say other ones that I didn't even mention? I think that might have been it. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, so I, this didn't have anything to do, like out when we last talked, but The Last Duel with Matt Damon and Adam Driver, the Ridley Scott movie coming out in a couple of weeks, that looks phenomenal. Oh my gosh, it's not even on my radar. Oh, it needs to be on your radar. It's Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, Jody Comer, and a couple others. And like The old, Last like, Duel. Yeah. Ridley Scott directed. Wait, you know what? I think I, I saw the trailer for this in Shang-Chi. Yes. Yes, you absolutely yes. did. Yes. I yeah, because I remember thinking, I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And I was like, this is like in kind of old, old like, like Knights of the Round Table kind of movie. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Ben Affleck. Nice. And I was like, shit, that's Matt Damon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shit, there's Adam Driver. <laughs> it's like they just kept yeah. on popping up. It's uh, kind of like fantasy though, ish. It's based on a true like true story. It's it's pretty true lore, but there's like yeah, kind of like Game of Thrones where there's like dragons and kind of stuff, right? No. Okay. No, so it's what am I thinking of then? It. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking of. Maybe the Green Knight that just came out. Maybe that was like ba- that's literally based off of the Knights of the Round Table and Arthur, which was a very good movie. Yes. With Death yeah. Patel. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yes. Should, I, yes. So good. I recommend that. A hundred times out of a hundred. Very very. That's good. exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie is like. Old England, like King Charles the Sixth. This is the last trial by combat 
that ever took place in the world. Like the last duel to decide who was guilty, like duel to the death. Oh. Yeah. So that's okay. Okay. Um, are you at all interested or excited for Dune? I am because I'm interested to see. I think the the best part of the old ones were the graphics, like like the 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 like special effects in the old one. Yeah, the, it was the most amazing part about it all. So I'm curious to see how it is. I think the story in and of itself is not my favorite. I heard the book is amazing. Yeah, so I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book. I'm going to try and get the audio book and listen to it before it comes out. I don't okay. know if I'm going to be able to actually swing that because it's supposed to be like fucking long as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I mean, I, there's an absolutely no chance I'm going to listen or read the book. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I liked the old one just because I think it's like one of those need to see classics. So yeah. I, I, to say I'm not excited would be, would be wrong, but I'm not, it's not in my top 10, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it technically inspired Star Wars, so that's kind of cool. Um, but like, okay. Unpopular opinion right here. <laughs> Timothy Ch- Chalamet, I think I'm all good on him. I think he's getting shoved down our faces. I don't know if he's that good of an actor. I think he's very talented. I don't think he's as good as everybody is making him out to be. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's it. Right? Like he's exactly. fucking everything. You can't fucking see a trailer for a movie without it being he's like, in the French Dispatch. Yep. Which I I I kind of am excited to see him in a Wes Anderson. He movie. has to be in that. Yeah. Like that he, that he just like adds up. That yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but like, um, he's an no, I agree. I totally agree. He's good actor. Yeah. Loved him in Call Me by Your Name. That was a great movie. He was phenomenal. I think that's the last. I don't know what I would have said. I like him in outside of that. I mean, what else has he been in? Let's go. Let's kind of go through here. But I know the one last movie he made was like technically his like calling card. Yeah, he was in the newest Little Woman. There's been like a million of them. He was okay in Lady Bird. Yeah, he was in that I Netflix. Mean, obviously, wasn't the star. Yeah, the net Netflix four-hour movie, The King, where he played King Hal. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it because I don't have four hours to spend on Netflix unless I'm <laughs> doing a show. Unless you're wasting the time on a yeah the Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Interstellar, which he wasn't terrible in Interstellar, but he was in a very minor role in that. I just you know yes. a little bit much. Let's let's backtrack a little bit on Tim- Timothy Chalamet. I think it's only going to get worse. Oh, it's, it's not going to get better. Because if French Dispatch is anything it lives up to, which it will, yes. um, and if there is, if Dune is anything that it lives up to, which I know the sci-fi Probably will community be. will eat that up, yeah. then he, I mean, he's going to get more and more roles. Yeah. And Denny Villeneuve, <laughs> who is so fucking good as a director. Right. Um, have you seen... <laughs> the previews for house of gucci yes i think that yes fucking stink 
I don't think there's any chance that movie's good. It's, yeah, I don't know. I I want to love those kind of like biopic things. Like those are my favorite things ever. Yeah. Just like, cause I feel like I learned so much more about things and I like love seeing twists and this cast is like freaking insane. Right. But so that's what worries me. I, I like, I, I can think of so many movies that have had an all-star cast that was like a great concept and the movie just fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> well, I don't, they're not really great concepts, but I was going to say like, like Valentine's Day and like yes. New Year's Eve. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 But not really a great concept. <laughs> a special place in my heart and you know that. I, yeah. I, 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 all right, so I think Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve is a very good picking up point for my next question for you. This is something that you and I strangely share, that we both adore these trashy rom-coms that aren't good, but they're on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and we can't get enough of them. So no. what is it that draws you to these movies because i'm trying to figure out for myself and i think i need to hear it from somebody else to really answer this for myself it's the 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 off chance i think the one in five maybe one in like seven chance that it's a storyline that i would not predict Oh, so I think for me it's that because it's like you watch a movie with like I feel like it's always like Shailene Woodley and she has cancer or something and she's gonna die and I want is there her and Miles Teller in a movie together where she has cancer or something um so she's in a movie with Miles Teller the spectacular now where she's like a high school nerd he's a popular kid he's he's like a shithead yeah 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 but she's also in a movie with Ansel Elgort where they both have MS I believe some like crippling disease 10 feet apart or whatever it's called no that's five feet apart with Haley the Richardson and Dylan Sprouse uh the movie I'm thinking (laughs) I hate that I know all this is uh Beneath the Stars or something like yes 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 like something Beneath the Stars uh i'm gonna hand in my man card at the end of this episode <laughs> but please continue um so it's the like that our stars. It's fault like, our stars. the fault in our stars that's exactly it. the fault in our stars yep. Yep. um and i it's it's that they they're gonna be like oh boy meets girl girl and boy aren't compatible boy girl face adversity decide that it's better to be together face adversity that they're together but other people don't want them together and then everyone realizes they should be together at the end but it's like no boom one of them has cancer and dies and like the other one has to like live without them and it's like that's the story i'm looking for and i don't know why (laughs) so i agree 100 and i would so i'm gonna ask you this do you enjoy the endless amounts of nicholas sparks movies because they're all the same story of like girl guy meet problem together problem together because i yes. hate those i i can't stand them safe haven the notebook Fuck i it. liked the notebook but then it because it was like the original 
Okay, I'll give you that. That's the best then, one out of all. Like, dear John. And then they kind of, yeah, then they got, like, repetitive, agreed. And then, like, there's the one with, like, Richard Greer and, like, they live in, like, a beach house or some shit. And it's, like, I forget which one that is. Like, I want to say it's, like, Sigourney Weaver and Richard Greer. <laughs> um, I think it's actually called, like, the beach house or something. I know there's one with like Diane Lane, uh, Knights yes. and Rodanthe. Is yes. that is that what you're thinking of? Yes. It's in like it's in Rome. She mm, leaves right. Yeah, but then there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of them. Um, but yeah, it's like things like that where it's like, oh, this guy meets girl and guy is not good for girl because girl wants to be independent and can't be with guy because he's too bad for her and then they become aware that they're both like 65 and not going to find anybody else yeah similar similar to the notebook basically is what i'm saying but that's why i said is like the notebook was like the og and now the other ones are just kind of like rinse and repeat It is the best out of the Nicholas Sparks cinematic universe. I'll say that. Although this is because they're the best actors, actors and actresses. Is a walk to remember Nicholas Sparks? Uh, I think it is actually. That might be the best. That's true. That's a good point. The whole two places at one time thing. Yeah. That might be it. Whatever happened to Shane West? Where the fuck is he? I think the last movie he did was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and then kind of fell off the face of the air. I mean, my God, that guy was like so big in the early 2000s and then just disappeared. It's uh, Mandy Moore. He, he lost Mandy Moore. Oh, he was in the hit show Gotham as Bane. Oh, shit. Just interesting. Back to, go, back to the uh, DC TV shows being i've actually heard that shows that one's really good i so i like all the dc shows they're not great but they're enjoyable Mm -hmm. um but so i so i agree with you on like the ones that we like are the ones that don't go the way we thought and i think the best example of those like romantic comedy movies is one that we both love it's already tomorrow hong kong like that movie yes. took takes you on such a fucking roller coaster of emotions. It does. It, it makes you want to go to Hong Kong badly, so badly, and then the end so badly fucking ruins you. <laughs> You're like, what the? Fu- that, that's how it ends. I yeah, it's it. That's the other thing too is like unique settings that they focus entirely too much on what city they're in. Yep. That make me want to go to that city just because I saw that movie. Like that place is like, like Hong Kong is like, yeah, I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun before I saw that movie. It's like a very bustling business center of the world. There's a lot of tourism things, yada, yada, yada. But I was like, I never had a conscious thought that I was like, I want to go to Hong Kong until I saw that movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. And another one is that we both enjoyed again is before we go, because that takes place in New York, but it's not, new york new york yes yeah yeah, yeah. it's like very secluded like 
upstate tiny upstate, like that's kind of like that dive bar in manhattan and then like the subway stations and then that one hotel yes. so it's like it's that place that you know but they don't shove it in your face as like oh times square oh grand Central. like it's i think it's penn station like not even one of yeah. the better yeah. train stations and that that movie still fucking ruins me to this day. <laughs> it I think is I've, the um, it's like where you meet the people who actually eat buffalo wings and legitimately root for the Sabers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, you I will never find movie. those people. Yeah, exactly. I've watched that movie so many times, and I think every time I still have the same reaction, and I know what's coming, <laughs> at the end, and I'm like, God damn it. Um, I watched a movie that was on Netflix a couple, like recently, and the girl had, uh, xeroderma pigmentosa, where she like couldn't be in the sun. Oh, it wasn't it. Um, is it Bella Thorne? Was she the? Yes, the main I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty good. And her dad was like, um, Midnight Sun. It's called Midnight Sun. Yeah, because she can only go out at night. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep, yep. Her dad's freaking Rob Riggle. <laughs> Rob Riggle and freaking Patrick Schwarzenegger is the meat is the main guy. Jesus, dude, I love that movie. That movie, I was like, yeah, that was a uh, 2018 one that came up on Netflix, and I was like, this is good. I'm like, that's one of those stories. Is like. She literally can't go outside. So they like take a trip and they fall asleep outside and the sun's coming up and he has to like rush home before she dies. I'm like, this is wild. This is the kind of story I need. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, you go through the really shitty ones like uh, Someone Great or Abiza Love Drunk. Which yes. Just that was trash. Awful. That movie was so trash. Awful. But he- I still loved it. That's the thing. Oh god, yeah, couldn't stop. I'm like, this yeah. is so bad, but I have to can't see finish it. it. I can't not finish it. I love Richard Madden. <laughs> yeah. Julian Jacobs is great. Maybe it turns yeah. a corner. How did that movie flop? I think like, it, it I mean it was a Netflix release that I don't think got any publicity at all. Still, it was like I don't know. I'm confused because it was like it has all the makings of like a bridesmaids almost. Yep. Where like all it needs to do is catch the right right wave and then it just will blow up. Yep. And then another one that you really liked that I didn't like at all, like crazy. <laughs> oh but yeah. I don't. I. Uh, I like. I really liked that one. That was when I fell in love with Felicity Jones. That was like. I was like, this girl is going to be a freaking star. And then what does she do? Yeah. That dude kills it. They got killed by his car. Yeah, Anton. Yalkin. So sad. I also yeah. saw that movie like 2011. That was a rough time. That was like moving to college. Like I saw that movie like the summer before we moved into, into the dorms. I was like, this is... <laughs> deep it was deep that was a tough cut that was a tough cut <laughs> oh yeah no I, I i didn't i didn't care for that one at all i don't know i like that one i feel like 
that's one of those where like the trailer was a lot better than the movie to me where like i expected a lot more from the trailer yeah. than I just or it's like the trailer is the movie yeah <laughs> essentially yeah so, it's like the notebook you watch that and it's like okay i literally watched the entire movie already yeah <laughs> yep um did you ever see what if would oh you should watch you should watch that one if you haven't seen it daniel radcliffe and zoe kazan fucking daniel and adam driver is like in like the ancillary kind of character from 2020 oh no wait 2013 what if oh got it you haven't seen it? Oh no, I definitely haven't. But I'm oh my to. god, you need to watch that shit tonight. I'm about to. Dude, oh my god. It has maybe one of the greatest Adam Driver scenes of all time. Like if there was yeah, if there wasn't a movie where he was gonna win an Oscar like in Marriage Story, it was this scene. And I don't even want to ruin it because every time I eat this food, I think of it and it's the funniest fucking thing in the world. So it's a better Adam Driver scene than him and Scarlett Johansson yelling at each other in Marriage Story? Better in the sense that it's like more watchable again. Okay. Okay. I, 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 yep, I know exactly what you mean. Because you can't watch that. You can't watch the Marriage no. Story scene again. Once you Absolutely see that. Absolutely not. But it is the, it is a, I, I literally say it every time I eat the food that he's eating and I don't want to ruin it because I want you to organically see it because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to see it. That, probably tonight. Amazon. Yeah. I think it's on it. Yeah. I was going to say it's on Amazon, yep. right? Yeah. Oh my God. That's a great fucking movie. Amazon Prime. It's like right. Daniel Radcliffe just ended the freaking Harry Potter string and he like pops into this movie. It's so funny. I want to say this was his first movie right after the last Harry Potter, not even lying. Because the last one would have came out like 2011, 12 or something. Yeah, and I think he took some time off after that because you should. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It'll break anybody. Okay. Fuck, I'm excited for you now. Uh, All right, give give another romantic comedy trash bottom of the barrel netflix movie recommendation for the people so we can wrap up and i'll give ah, a couple deep two. cuts deep cuts um um this one's kind of bigger i personally gave it a lower score but it's got big names that, that awkward moment have you seen that oh yeah i, lo- I love that one i didn't it's I not didn't. a good movie but it's 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 a fun watch um okay i got one love rosie have you seen that one no this is um sam claffin which you'd probably recognize him he's in um yep i know the name yeah he uh he plays if you've seen peaky blinders yep he plays the dude the last season yeah it's a a british rom-com flick if you will okay i love lily it's actually the oh, writer of P.S. I Love You. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that that one's a good one. I like that one. Love Rosie. That's a that's a deep cut too as well. Oof. 
I like that. Um, I mean, mine, I think if you haven't seen, we'll both recommend these. Ari Tomorrow Hong Kong, it's on Hulu. Yes, yes. Before we go, also on Hulu. Uh, I enjoyed Someone Great a little bit with um, what's her name from Jane the Virgin. Someone great. Oh, Gina yep. That one wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was it's a good watch. I'll say. Yeah. I think I remember watching that and wanting more Britney Snow because yes. I've had a thing oh. forever. Yep. Love Britney Snow. <laughs> um and then for just like an absolute garbage one, just as like background noise. Love Guaranteed on Netflix with Rachel Lee Cook and Damon Wayans Jr. Awful. Um, I don't think I've seen that. It's not good. It's the the premise is Damon Wayans Jr. is suing <laughs> a Tinder like app because they guarantee love after a hundred by a hundred dates, and he goes on a hundred and one, and he doesn't find love. But then oh my god, his lawyer and da-da. so oh my god. Absolute trash, but it's good background noise. And I promise if you start it, you're not gonna be able to put turn it off. You're gonna see it through. Love guaranteed. All right. All right. It's not good. I gave it a not even in my radar. That's so funny. I gave it a I'm sorry, I gave it a 43 out of 100. Heather Graham? Yeah. Oh, stop it. Just I mean, below like, like crazy I mean, on name alone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. That's, those are mine. And then obviously, he's just not that into you. It, sure. It, it's it's a it's classic. It is agreed. Every Definitely time it's on, agreed. have to watch it. Always. But, uh, all right. Well, I need to know. You need to tell me what you think of what if because it is. The fact that Adam Driver's in it, like early Adam Driver, is yeah, crazy this is pretty girls Adam Driver, right? Yeah, Nasty. yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe, like just off of Harry Potter. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do What If and Love Rosie, and we'll report back. I'm gonna do Love Guaranteed, maybe if I make it through. <laughs> I think he will because you're just gonna be like, wow, this is so bad. I have to see the end. <laughs> I saw him live at the Funny Bone. David Wayne Sr.? Yeah, he was funny as fuck. Like like the younger one from New Girl? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know he did stand-up. Yeah, he. I saw him like 2019, maybe, 2018. He was good. Sure. He was pretty funny. I'm sure he's really good. Uh, his, yeah. uh, not his dad. Marlon Wayans is great on his stand-up. Yeah, yeah. That whole family is hilarious. It's not fair how talented they are. Right. <laughs> Like all of them are going to be big movie stars or writers or comedians. Yeah. Every single one of them. And let's all put them in a sitcom too, like in the in the late nineties. Let's just throw them all on a show. Yeah, and then <laughs> we'll throw my wife and kids out there for the the older one while the younger there ones. You go. Like <laughs> it's bullshit. Uh well, this was fun, man. I got I got to surprisingly get up to go watch some hockey practice. Yeah. 
I'm I'll, jazzed for that, dude. I'm so jazzed for that. I feel like we <laughs> talked about so much, and there's still so much more. To oh talk my god, about. we yeah, we didn't even talk about freaking hockey. We didn't even talk hockey. about anything. Oh we didn't get into picks for the week, anything like that. This oh. definitely going to be a two-parter episode. I'm gonna have to edit <laughs> two-parter so I don't burden the people with two hours of podcast, <laughs> two and a half hours of podcast. Yeah, but fuck. No, this, this was good. This was fun. This was awesome. Like I said, we had no notes. We had nothing planned. This was exactly what we wanted it to be. Bingo. And we're going to be doing this again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we sooner have, rather than later. Well, we have all the October movies that we got to see. Yes. All yes. those ones we talked about come out like literally in the next three weeks. <laughs> yep. yep. You're right. You're right. We got a lot of movies coming out that we have to see and talk about. I'm sure yep. there's going to be more shitty Netflix rom-coms to come out that we have to talk about. <laughs> We'll come up with the power rankings of them. And we'll release it for the people. Ooh. We, get, we should get a scale. Some sort of scale. Uh, yeah, a shitty rom-com scale. Yeah, I just don't know what yet. I'll, I'll brainstorm. Yeah, we're going to have to think about that. And, it, like, and then, I don't know if it ironically should be higher, the better movie, or like it should be lower, I think. The so, lower the score is the better movie. So maybe what we do is what we think is <laughs> shitty is what girls will think is great, and that's how we rate it. Okay. I feel like what we like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're okay. going to like it for different reason than what fe- our, the female audience is going to like it for. That's yeah. So that's absolutely maybe, right. Maybe if we say it's that bad, then girls will be like a guy too is a girl eight. Maybe I mean, that. I love Crazy. that. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll fine tune it. Okay. Okay. This is good. Um, this is good. And then, I mean, we're coming into spooky season, so. We could do horror. I don't know if you're a big horror movie guy. I don't think you are. I'm, I'm a big movie guy, so I'll watch it all. Okay. So we can do horror movie power rankings again. Mm. Obviously, I think we talked about it last time, but a little bit. Little bit. This possibility is endless. Those kind of have those. The horror movie genre, too, kind of has a bit of the rom com esque where you can have some really shitty horror movies. Oh, they there's that are almost stickers. too good. There, there are some real stinkers that are just so yeah. entertaining. So we that one, to, yeah, shit. We might be able to okay. do a, a scale on those too. <laughs> this is exciting. I love it. I love it. Big things coming here. <laughs> but this is great. All right, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was fun. Stay safe. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Go Jackets. <laughs>